Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And today, my special guest, he's a returning guest, his name is Mike Murphy. Um, he was on the show almost three years ago, and we talked about his book, The, the Creation Frequency. Um, and people can listen to that in the archives if you want. But anyway, Mike is here to talk about um, his new book, uh, which is called Living in Color, A Story of Love, in sickness and in health, in living color is living in color is the extraordinary true story of the last six months of the life of Margot Murphy, after a nine-year battle with cancer, written by her husband Mike Murphy. Unflinching in its honesty and transparency, the book is a riveting inside look at a love story for the ages one that men and women only dream of but may never experience in their lifetime. Mike is the author of Love Unfiltered, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Um, His mission is to share exactly how he has been able to co-create a life of freedom, abundance, purpose, and love. He is the president and owner of Volkswagen Oakland and founder of the Love Excuse me, the Love from Margot Foundation, which he established in the honor in honor of his late wife. The foundation supports low-income women experiencing advanced cancer with emergency funds, education, and resources needed for recovery. He's also the creator of the the Creation Frequency Online Course, dedicated to teaching people how to create the life of their dreams. For more information, you can visit Mike's website, which is MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. And from there, you can um, peruse his various books, including um, Living in Color. So with that, I'd like to welcome Mike to the show. Hello, Mike. Hello, Robert. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing very well, thank you. And it's it's wonderful to see... um, this book, not for the, the reasons behind it, but the you know the the book, this book and your creation frequency. I really liked that book. Um, so right. you know, toward the end of the show, I kind of want to see you know how you know they fit together. You know, like the last three years has been in the framework yeah. of the creation. Okay, so but first, um, let's talk about Margot, um, your second wife, Margot. So tell us who. What what you would say is, or was, or is, the essence of Margot? Yeah, well, so it's funny you mentioned that. So when I I gave her eulogy, um, you know, I said Margot was lucky. She was one of these people that could get by with just one name, like, you know, Tiger, and I said (laughs) Tiger's Golf, and, you know, Tiger's Golf, Oprah, talk show, Beyonce, dance and sing, Margot, love. She, she, She just understood that this carnation that we're having, this physical carnation that we're having, 
that if you want to live in color and if you really want to get every ounce of this out of this experience, you have to love and you have to embrace love. And I also said during that eulogy is, you know, she loved her mom, she loved her sister, she loved her dad, she loved her dog, she loved all of you. The big mystery is why did she love me? And so, so in the book you'll find out, you know, you'll find out some reasons why she did and some reasons why she sometimes didn't. So, but it, well, the beautiful thing about the book Living in Color, you know, and I think you'll agree, Robert. You know, I'm, you're you're a very positive, inspirational guy, and so, you know, but life can be messy at times. You know, life can be hard. You know, one of my favorite books, M. Scott um, M. M. Scott Peck wrote a book called uh, The Road Less Traveled, right? And the opening line is, life is hard. And, and we're taught in America, oh, it's supposed to be easy, we're entitled, blah, blah, blah. No, life is hard. And in Margot's case, <clears throat> it became very hard that she was diagnosed with breast cancer at the early age of 29. And so me, and at that time I was just her boyfriend, and so we eventually got married. And for the 10 years we were together, she fought breast cancer. But the opening scene of Living in Color, the opening chapter, is November 29, 2010, when the doctor said, Margo, unfortunately, the cancer is spread to the lining of your brain and to your cerebral spinal fluid. If you do nothing, you have six weeks to live, and if you treat it, you have six months. And this book focuses on those six months with flashbacks into a very powerful love story. Messy, but powerful. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I really want to talk about, you know, more about that. Now, First, um, I understand when you met Margot that you indicated that you felt it was a soul-deep sense yeah. of recognition. So, um, tell us tell us about that meeting. You know, and ex- you know exactly how it resonated. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I've been a car dealer in the San Francisco Bay Area for like 35 years now, and so I had a Chevrolet dealership. And, you know, it's hard to really get in and, and see me without an appointment. But Margo and her best friend, Dominique, who worked for Telemundo, Hispanic um, television company, were able to get into my office and to sell me Hispanic advertising. But the moment, the instant that our eyes connected with one another, there was, a, there was a, just a powerful connection. Both of us felt it, though neither one of us spoke about it for seven months. But it was so intense. And that meeting, which should have lasted 10 minutes, took 90 minutes. And, and the reason that nothing happened for seven months is, is the day that she walked into my office, she was 27 at the time, I was 43. And she'd been married two months, and I'd married my first wife, Lisa, twice. So I was a, I was a bad husband. I got my act together. And through the, using the creation frequency, I manifested getting remarried. We had three more kids. Created a beautiful, beautiful life together. But the moment that I met Margo, you know, Plato taught the concept of twin flames, that we're one soul cut in half, and then we spend many lifetimes looking for the other half. And when we find it, we feel complete. We feel fulfilled, right? But, it, but it, it, it's not always an easy situation because both of us found ourselves in a very complicated situation. So for seven months, we worked together. We're, we're both respectable people. We didn't want to do anything wrong. But truth was, the truth of the matter was she was falling in love with me, and I was falling in love with her. And one day we compared notes and started a relationship. And so um, that's where the messiness started, and, and you know, it took some drama for us to get together eventually. And, and then I find the tumor in her breast. So it was a, it was a, it was a difficult 10 years, but, but the reason I wrote the book is because 
it changed everything about my heart, my soul, my destiny to be able to witness this amazing young woman literally and before my eyes transcend suffering and transcend death. You know, for those six months, every day she fought to live another day while planning to take her last breath. And so I got to witness that, and I wanted to share that because I was so inspired by her. Yeah, that's, uh, that is wonderful. You know, and, and you know, when, when, first of all, the idea of, you know, meeting that, that's, that soul deep attraction and being in um, both in marriages, you know, and hers is real new. Um, it has to have been, um, you know, gut wrenching, you know, and, and, I, and I think there are people out there that are, are kind of going through that. So you said that when you kind of started comparing notes that, you know, it looked like then it, it seemed like that was the natural thing to do. Um, do you do you think that um, you know if there's anybody out there now who kind of is in a similar situation would that be um, would you suggest that that might be an area where to start to to kind of well, take no, tally? Well, for, for, first of all, you know I I hope no one's in a similar situation because because right. oh, yeah, you know, the problem that the problem that Margot and I have okay is that we did not we loved our spouse. We did not want to hurt them. And I had four children. She didn't have children, but I had four children. <clears throat> and they were aged from 10 to 20. So very difficult time of life, right? But the, the, but the truth of the matter is, and then now, you know, I have the, the beauty of 10 years hindsight now. And I can see why this all happened perfectly, not only for me, not only for Margot, but for my ex-wife and for Margot's ex-husband. Everybody ended up, in my opinion, in a better place. Very, we, we all went through a lot of pain. And, but we all grew right. immensely with that pain. And I think today, even Margot, even though she's not in her body anymore, I believe that she's in a much better place spiritually. And, and I know that I am. And, and I know that my late wife is. And Margot couldn't have children. And I know that <clears throat> the last I heard, her, her ex-husband has two children. So, so I think it was, you know, we, we, tend, to, we tend to beat ourselves up and, and not knowing everything right and it's impossible to really know what was right or wrong but i will tell you this for anybody that's in this situation the biggest mistake if if, if you know i'm 64 years old i've had a great life but if you said mike you can change one thing in your life here's what i would change the day that i went home and i told lisa and my kids that i was separating because i just needed some time i needed some space that was a lie that was a bold-faced lie if i'd gone home and told the truth been a man stood there and said, listen, I met someone, I worked with them, I, I didn't plan on this, but I fell madly in love with this person, I'm sorry, but I'm still going to be your father, I'm still going to support you, Lisa, but, but this, I have to go, and this is why. But, but by lying, and Margot did the thing at my encouragement, and by lying, we've created so much pain, extra pain and suffering and drama. So if there's one takeaway from any of this, and, and not only in this situation, in every situation, tell the truth, have integrity, and, and, and deal with the, circum, uh, the consequences. Yeah, um, you know, when you mentioned you mentioned forgiveness, I one of the things that um, I read is that you come to believe that the true meaning of love is is compassion and forgiveness. Yeah, so can exactly. you can you tell us? Um, I mean, obviously, with you know that you know that was like kind of like one mistake. So I mean, when when you make that, then 
comes a need for, for forgiveness, you know, either to give, yeah, to give sure. or to receive, or, or is it both? So Absolutely. tell us about how that became a part of your that that um, calculation of love. Well, I, I hate to keep going back to the eulogy I gave at her memorial service. But okay. The, well. Another thing, the other thing I said to those people, I said, listen, you know, everybody in this church today okay, is going to be in a similar situation if you have a significant other. So most of you have one, and if you don't have one today, you might have one tomorrow. But if that's the case, here's what I can promise you. One of you is going to go, and one of you is going to be left behind. In my case, I'm the one left behind. And I will tell you this, grief is an overwhelming feeling that, that some people never even rebound from. Some people never even pick themselves up and live again. Grief can be so heavy. Okay, but but grief with guilt and grief with regret, man, is that overwhelmingly destructive to a person. And that's what I had to deal with. So I had to do a lot of work around forgiving myself, going through every mistake I made, and, and finding that forgiveness. Or otherwise, guess what? I couldn't, I couldn't live effectively. And I could, you know, um, right before Margot passed, just a couple weeks, right when the, and the doctor said, if I don't give you medicine today, you're, you're dead by morning. And so her mother was so amazingly brave. And in that room at that time was her mother, her father, me, and her sister. And her mother said to her, her dying daughter, Margot, what is it that you want from us for the rest of our lives? And she sat up. I mean, she, you know, maybe 85 pounds, sat up in the hospital bed like she was the CEO running a board meeting. And she went around the room and looked at each one of us. And she said to me, she said, continue to be a good man. So she gave me this mandate, be a good man. And so that's what I've tried to do since then. And, and that's not easy either. But, 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 but <laughs> I don't have a chance of being a good man if I don't forgive myself and if I, if I don't clean up the, my past and, and live in the present moment and going forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's, it's really, um, you know, you're right that uh, guilt and, and regret can be, you know, uh, devastating, you know, when, when um, left behind. Now, what, one of the things that um, I read was that, you know, a quote from Margot that uh, what what story, the story she left behind is, I, I left behind all my doubts, fears, and guilt because I knew mm -hmm. that what I wanted most was to live in color. So, you know, the idea yeah. of leaving behind um, doubts, fears, yeah. and guilt. Now, yeah. The reason I'm kind of wanting you to talk, talk a little bit about that is um, my mother, when my mother passed, I mean, she had huge doubt, fear, and guilt. I mean, all three, mm -hmm. you know, and yep. and it was, I felt it was just, you know, sad. I mean, it, it, you know, I, there was nothing I could do about it. But, I mean, so yep. talk about that, that group of emotions and um, yep. for – for the survivor as well as the one, you know, who is in transition. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and let me say this, and I don't know your mother and I'm sorry for your loss, but, but I'm going to make an assumption and, and you don't have to correct me if I'm right or wrong. doesn't matter. But I have a feeling that, you know, your mother probably had that mindset throughout her life or, you know, it, it just didn't yeah. come upon her oh, at yeah. the end of her life. Right. These, these are things she dealt That's with true. leading up to her final days. Right. And, what, is, and so, you know, what's interesting about Living in Color for me is I started writing the book a month after Margot passed and, and, and you know, got sidetracked and published two other books in between, 
And this book has been completed since 2016, and it's just now being published. Well, there's two reasons for that, I believe. One is I wasn't emotionally ready. I mean, I just wasn't, you know, to go about and talk about. Right. And two, the way the world is today, uh, Robert, is we're, we're all waking up and looking at fear, different types of fear, right? Whatever's going on with this pandemic, whatever's going on with this virus, whatever's going – other people have tons of health problems. People are – anxiety is going through the roof. Depression is going through the roof. Addiction is going through the roof. Spousal abuse, child abuse, because people are, people are uncertain. There's, you know, the certainty is, is, is dissipating, and there's a ton of uncertainty. So people every day, they wake up, and they have to choose fear or love. Well, Margo woke up every day looking death in the face, so she had to choose between fear and love. And the beautiful thing about it, if you buy this book, you read this book, you will be so inspired to choose courage. And to choose life, choose living in color, just like she did. I promise you, she will touch your heart. You will cry and you will laugh reading this book. And even though you know the outcome, it's a page turner. You can't put it down because it's, it's, it's honest, it's real, it's authentic, it's transparent. And, and more importantly, we, we had the gift of her. She left behind journals from age 12 to 38. And the last six months of her life, we had, a, um, we had a blog called Send Margo Love, and she was writing in this blog. So we have all these rich writings of this amazingly deep soul woman, and that's what makes Living in Color so powerful. People read the reviews on Amazon. It's only been out a week. I think there's beautiful reviews already, and then, of course, we've gotten um, professional reviews that are just – so people it's, – it's a beautiful, beautiful book, but, but it will stay with you and it will inspire you, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's you know that's what's important. And now, when it came time for um, you know Margaret to pass, when when did the um, Love from Margot Foundation come about? Yeah, great question. So, you know, Margot was Margot is in a way the inspiration because she refused to let go of my heart until it would open. She would tell me <laughs> so many times, Mike, you need to be vulnerable. You need to be vulnerable. And she would not quit loving me. Well, I didn't open my heart and become vulnerable until the day she died. Okay. So, but, but she succeeded. Right. But then shortly thereafter, just a few weeks later, a friend of mine calls me up and says, Mike, my sister-in-law, her name is Amanda. She lives in Wyoming. She has stage four breast cancer. And she's moving to the Bay Area because there's not as good a treatment in Montana as there is in the Bay Area. Will you take her to Margo's oncologist? I said, sure. So I take her, and he goes, okay, we need to order tests. So, you know, come back in a couple weeks. Go do this test. Go do this test. Get me this. Get me that. And come back, and we'll figure this out. So I went with Amanda because, you know, for six months I was Margo's caretaker almost 24-7. So I had a lot of time on my hands. It was difficult to be, go back in these hospitals and these oncologists and all this, but, but, but it, was, it was a little easier because it wasn't my wife. It was just someone I had just met. Right. Now, Amanda didn't have very good insurance. She was a minority, and she didn't have a husband. And what I noticed initially is in every situation, they would either talk over her head or talk down to her. They, she was treated much differently than Margo was. And so I just observed this, right? It made me uncomfortable, but I didn't say anything. I just observed it. But then we get back to Margo's oncologist, and he says, Amanda, the best protocol to extend your life are these three chemotherapies simultaneously. Unfortunately, your insurance will only pay for one. So that's all I can give you. And I got to tell you, Robert, I mean, that just, I, I, that, I, it kind of 
just blew me away, to be honest with you. I just took mm-hmm. me back. Mm-hmm. So I said, here's my, here's my credit card, and you give her whatever she needs. And that – so the Love for Margo Foundation was inspired by Amanda and inspired by the injustice that Amanda – that I saw through Amanda. And, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. said – and injustice anywhere is an insult to justice everywhere. And so that's what the Love for Margot Foundation is all about. And we, we switch gears a little bit. So if we, if we have time, I'd like to tell you about our new approach to helping women. Yeah, actually, you know what? Why don't, let me just take a quick break. You know, um, we're a little bit early, but, that, but that'll be a good time to break. And I, I do okay. want to uh, let callers know that if they want to call in with any questions or in the chat room with any questions, feel free to either call in, 619-789-4359, or um, go ahead and post them in the chat. So we'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Mike Murphy, and we're talking about his brand-new book, Living in Color, A Story of Love in Sickness and in Health. And again, you can find out more about this book as well as the other books Mike has authored by visiting his website, which is MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Mike. Great. Good to be back. Okay, so great. Let me, let, let, yeah, if, go ahead. I, if I may, let me share with you about um, the Love for Margo Foundation and what we're doing now because it's super important for everybody. So, you know, when we started, the, so in Amanda's case, you know, she needed some help, financial help with rent and, and stuff like that. What happens to these women, especially women below the poverty line, is they get a diagnosis like cancer and they're, they lose their job if they had one. And their expenses go up. And, and therefore, their biggest need is money. But there's no organization in the world that was giving them money. So I decided that would be my role, thinking, okay, I can raise money. I'll make this happen. We're gonna, you know, it's going to be wonderful, right? Well, the long and the short of it is after about four years and me personally working with close to 200 women, all with cancer, all below the poverty line, and we would pay transportation. We would pay for medicine. We, one woman wanted to move out of California. Uh, we would pay for round-the-care nursing care so they could die at home. We would pay for 
um, car payments. We gave one woman a car because she needed transportation. In a perfect world that, you know, we would support them financially while they got treated, they get well, they go back to work, and everybody wins. Well, that would happen maybe 5% of the time. The rest of the cases, they would get sicker, sicker, and then die. And so it was a very unsustainable uh, program, and, 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 and it was hard to raise money. Not a lot of people want to give money to minority women below the poverty line that are dying of cancer. Right. After about four years, I go, okay, this isn't working. It's not sustainable, but I love these women. I want to help these women. So I go, I start buying water purifiers. I start buying juicy machines. I start buying green vegetables and and supplements and and now they think i'm their doctor and i'm a car salesman i go okay well, this isn't gonna work <laughs> this is, i make things work here. <laughs> and so 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 I, so I hit pause for a little while and i go okay i'm going to start yeah. working with youth in oakland which the, the, that's desperately needed okay and and there that ran into problems because you know i think i think uh, i may be wrong but i think you have a little experience in the nonprofit world so I'm probably preaching to the choir when I tell you that that's a difficult business to be in, the nonprofit business. But so anyways, long story short, we are now in uh, Medellin, Colombia, in the Andes Mountains. It's a three-hour flight from Miami, and our our facility is a 10-minute drive from the Medellin airport. And we're creating a 22-day transformational health retreat. And so I call it conscious capitalism. So we will have paying guests that will come for this, and they will pay. And then we take that money and we will give scholarships to women below the poverty line and their battling cancer that they can come here. We put them in a healing environment. And I encourage everybody to go to our website, mountainsofhope.com, mountainsofhope.com. It is the, this, I'm here right now. This property is so amazingly beautiful. The energy here is breathtaking. We, the air is so fresh and clean. And, but in the, during these 22 days, we are going to detox the body, and we all have toxicity. The world is toxic. The air is toxic. The water is toxic. We don't even use real seeds anymore. We spray everything with glyphosate, which is Roundup, which is poison. So we all have toxicity. And like me, for example, my heavy metals are very high because of what's in the air. So, so we, we will detox the body, a medically supervised detox, while at the same time we're giving IVs of vitamins, nutrients, minerals, and that sort of stuff. But more importantly... Now we're going to get into the mind, and we're going to, we're going to erase those neural pathways that are self-defeating, aren't, are, aren't serving our higher self, or creating bad habits. And we're going to erase them, and we're going to install new neural pathways of what people really want. And we'll use the creation frequency to create these powerful intentions that they will then record on our app. And they will leave here their life balanced with intentions. And, and we'll go into that later, but you know how powerful that is. Then we'll get into the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. You know, my little book, The Creation Frequency, is like a little how-to manual. He gives you all the reasons why it will work and then all the meditations to keep it working. So his work is so profound. I love this man. But we'll teach that. We'll teach some Byron Katie. We'll teach some Louise Hay. We'll, we'll teach that kind of stuff because, you know, many people uh, say that, Almost all illnesses come from some emotional wound, and I believe that was Margot's case as well. So we'll get in there, and we're going to deal with – I always tell people the, the hardest journey that you must take at some point in your life, unfortunately most people take it that last breath, is from the head to the heart. Because when we start living from the heart, that's us. That's our real self. That's our essence. 
That's our soul. That's our that's our truth. The mind, shit, the mind gets programmed from birth. You know, by by eight years old, it's already been programmed for whatever your parents and your siblings and your teachers and the TV wanted to believe. It already believes. So we need to <laughs> we need to move out of there. I, I call it the insane asylum. We need to move out of there, move to the heart. Then we use this thing in our head, which is really a supercomputer. If if we use it and we don't allow it to use us then it's the greatest tool we have to create the life of our dreams. So that's the kind of stuff we'll do here. We'll also we'll do a lot of fun stuff. We have pickleball courts, jacuzzi, pool. I mean, we're horseback riding. I mean, it's just amazing place. So so that's our new thing. So for people that that that, that aren't hitting on all eight cylinders and don't have the energy they want or they have a bad habit they want to get rid of or an addiction or they're depressed or they have diabetes, nobody should have diabetes. Diabetes is just a uh, what you eat. What you eat determines whether you have diabetes or not. So, so no one should have diabetes. So, so, but we're going to teach you that as well. We're going to teach you how the body works, how the lymph system works, how you detox, okay? And so all these things. So, so we're super excited about this project. And finally now I can keep the Love for Margot Foundation going without going broke. And so that, we're super excited. And more importantly, we can help so many more people. Uh, and there's, nothing, there's going to be nothing like this in the world. So I encourage your listeners to go to mountainsofhope.com. Yeah, I was, I was just looking. It's a beautiful property. I mean, it's, I mean the, the location as well as the, the facility. Yeah. So it's like really, really top quality. That, that's great. Um, and it's, it is good, you, like you said, you know, nonprofit, the business of nonprofits is it's a <laughs> tough business. And it's, you know, it's the, the source of funding, which is, you know, and if you can have a, 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 a source that provides a flow, you know, rather than having to be hit and miss, and it's a, it makes it, it makes your work easier because then you can commit, you know, where hey, before hey, it hey, gets hey, hard to hey, do that. Robert, 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 you're going to like this. So as a car dealer, right, I fight with other car dealers for that customer, okay? But as a nonprofit, I never dreamt that I would be fighting other nonprofits to get some grant from government, <laughs> right? So that, yeah. that business is more cutthroat than for-profit business. I'm afraid to say. Yeah, boy, and that, you know, and that's sad because I mean, it's you know, there are yeah. virtually all of them. You know, really. Um, well, first of all, the heart is in the right place if they're truly a nonprofit. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and it, there, you know, it's sad that there isn't enough uh, supply to fill the need. Um, but yep. exactly right. Yeah. Now I want to talk about just a couple of the topics that were that are in in your book, um, and one of them is miracles. So, yeah. tell us um, how miracles play a part of the story. Well, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at that, right? So, so you know, because Margot died. You know, she fought cancer for right. nine years. And, and so she died and she left her body. So a lot of people would say, well, there's no miracle. She did. But believe me, I got to witness a miracle like you can't believe because I got to see this, this amazing woman. Just when she took that last breath, she had spent the last six months resolving every issue with everybody in her life. And we met this most amazing man the last week of her life um, that would come every day and coach her on how to prepare to take that last breath. And one of the most profound things he did, he said, okay, we want everybody in the family to come and say goodbye to you. You talk about powerful. You know, my, my kids coming and saying goodbye to their stepmother, her mom, her dad, my brother, my sister. I mean, 
that they go into the room and, you know, and spend 30 minutes to an hour saying goodbye, saying I love you. And then when she did pass, he said, make her look very pretty and then have everybody come and say goodbye to her out of body when she was in spirit. And there were so many, and my daughter who was really afraid of death came to me and said, Dad, I'm no longer afraid of death. Margo was so peaceful. I watched the entire process. And so, so that was the miracle for Margo, me, and everybody else. And then since then, so many miracles of, of me communicating with her in spirit that's just so profound that it's, you know, hard to explain. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's wonderful. The good thing about waiting to publish Living in is I was uh, the very last, it's not even a chapter, it just says in closing, I was able to write about the last nine years in spirit that we've had a relationship, and, and that is so powerful. So the book is worth reading just for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, tell me again about the um, them coming, having Marco come to them after so, death. That was something I've never yeah, heard before, yeah. but I think yeah. could be very useful. So, 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 so amazing. So, so my sister was supposed to go to Yosemite go hiking. She didn't know whether she should go because it was pretty obviously Margo was getting close to that last breath, right? But the hospice right. worker and me, and we all said, go, go, go. So she's in Yosemite. And so, you know, in the service isn't that good. She sees a missed call, and she realizes, you know, that Margo has passed. And she takes off running and crying. And her best friend is running with her, trying to step with her. And she notices that this butterfly, and my sister's name is Stacy, is following Stacy for like, you know, a quarter of a mile while she's running and crying. And then Stacy stops, and the butterfly is around her knees and comes up and looks directly into her eyes. And she felt Margot's presence, and she knew in that moment that Margot was fine. So that was, that was Margot passed on a Friday, so that was Saturday morning. Okay, Sunday morning, my son Christopher, he goes rock climbing. So they go to the, the mountains, and they throw the rope over, and he climbs down so he can climb up the mountain. And on the rope is a butterfly. And he immediately feels Margot's presence and knows that everything is okay. So I've heard both these stories, and now it's Sunday afternoon around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And I'm walking around, and I'm already in shock and, you know, grief and what have you. But where's my butterfly story? Where's my butterfly story? Where's my butterfly story? And it, I swear to you. Now, I have been – I have a car dealership in Oakland, California. It's been there since the 50s. I've owned it since 96. It's, it's you know, a tall building in downtown Oakland, okay, all cement, okay? In my office, you have to walk about 60 feet through the showroom to get outside the door to my office. This lady, who I don't know who's a salesperson there because I haven't been around, sends me a text. She goes, Mike, I just wanted to send – she sends me a photograph of a butterfly. She goes, I just want you to know – that this butterfly flew into the showroom today and landed right outside of your office. And I looked it up, and it's called a morning, like in morning butterfly. Okay. And there's, I've oh, never right. seen a butterfly in that building ever, before or after. And I've been for all day, for 100 times, I said, where's my butterfly story? And I get, I get a, someone texts me a picture of a butterfly that was waiting outside my office. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when those kinds of things happen, you know, and, it, and it's interesting that they happen, that the locations that they have happened yeah. for each person, because it seemed to be yeah. 
places of significance for the individual. Yeah, and 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 and, and so the, the, and the story goes on and on and on. I mean, there's there's 20 more stories like this in the book, and I only and there's a hundred more that I didn't write about. And 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 the most one of the most dramatic for me was you know she passed in in our bedroom in our bed, and two weeks after she had passed, I walk into the bedroom. And I'm about eight feet from the light switch. All the lights are off. The room is totally dark. And we have these big six floodlights in the ceiling. And I'm eight feet from the, from the light switch, and all the lights go on. Okay? So what I've learned since and what I've studied is that when you newly leave your body, we're, we're electrical beings, you know, and this is an electrical universe. And right. so, so you're able to affect electricity. That's why you'll read a lot of stories how the TV goes on and stuff like this because people out of body, they're still here. And so they have this electrical current. So that she likes, and now I, now I, I not only feel her, but I hear her. And, you know, it's so strange. It feels like it's, you know, I'm hearing her talking outside of my head, but it's probably in my head, right? And she's, but she's laughing like only she laughs. And she was the, one of the best salespeople I've ever, you know, I test all my salespeople. And she's the only one that ever got a 10 on a scale, a scale one to 10. So she's a great salesman. And she's <laughs> laughing. She goes, you're not going to believe this. They never allow this, but they're allowing me to stay here and to be your guide for the rest of your life. And what has happened wow. since then, stories that, that, that only I knew about. So I went and see, see a medium. Only th- stuff that I know about, she now tells the medium that she's grateful that I'm doing and no one knows I'm doing it. So, I mean, it's just then my point to your listeners and to you and to me is that, you know, this, this, this physicality, this, this body, that this is, this is just a temporary, you know, it's a human, it's an animal body. We urinate, we fornicate, we defecate, but we are soul. We are essence. We are creators. We are powerful. And so we're temporary in this body, but we need to focus on the soul through the heart and that love and that energy and, and be grateful and compassion. And really, I think we need to make love a verb today in today's world because there's so much suffering. We need to make love a verb, and we need to lift up those less fortunate than us. And we can, whatever's going on, we, we, can, we can help make a better world. I love your saying, you know, uh, bringing inspiration to earth because I'm always talking about, hey, you know, I, 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 I see a bit of a collapse happening. I see a lot of these systems aren't going to serve us any longer. And so I'm hoping that after this collapse or reset or whatever we want to, we can usher heaven back on the earth. And we can do that if we're united and if we, if we love one another. Yes, certainly. You know, and, and you're right that it's, um, you know, the systems, you know, have been decaying quickly, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, the global sure. pandemic. I mean, it, it just shook systems to the core. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. and it um, really devastated a lot of structure that people believed was you know indestructible. You know, in many ways. Yeah. And and now now you know there's that the awesome sometimes overwhelming task of rebuilding. You know, but but what mm-hmm. do you rebuild? You know what you know what is your focus right. and. Um, yeah. So, um, with, with the you know the idea of you know the, the experiences that you're having, you know, it, it sounds like you um, was your uh, understanding of the after. How has your understanding of the afterlife changed or switched, or, or has it at all with well, Margot yeah, what a, what, what and now what's going on? Yeah, and- 
What a great question, Robert. You know, and it, I, I think it's a topic we need to talk more about, you know, and, and get comfortable with because guess what? Nobody gets out of here alive, you know, in the physical. So, but, so, 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 so prior to, and what was interesting, those last six months, almost every single night, we, we picked up a couple books, books on tape um, by Michael Newton. And one was called Destiny of Souls, and one is called Journey of Souls. And, and, and they are so powerful. And he was a hypnotherapist, and he would regress people back. And then one time he's working with a patient or client, and, and she starts talking about soul school, life in between physical carnations. So anyways, so Margo and I really embraced. Prior to that, you know, we, we would go to Catholic Mass. We, we would pray, you know, and traditional. We were very open to all religions, but we both grew up Catholic, so, so we would tend to go back there. But we were open to all spiritual messages, right? But, but listening to this in the soul, and then, you know, then I, then I started writing these books and, and going back to, you know, when I learned about the creation frequency and the mystery man and the work of Tesla, everything is energy, vibration, frequency. So what do I believe today? Here's what I believe today. I believe that we can never die. We are eternal, timeless consciousness. We are pure energy, and, and, and at the, the core of that energy is love, and love is what is the creation, and that's what keeps everything evolving and creating is the power of love. But we've, we lose touch with that. We lose our instincts here in this physical body. Some of this might be by design. I don't know. But, you know, with, you know I, I, see, I see whales have more instinct than we do. You know, they know to go to Hawaii, give birth, and go back and eat. I see birds have more instinct than we do. They know to fly south and go back. I think we've lost that for whatever reason. And so I think that for me, here's what I really believe, that, that – if if we don't learn what we need to learn here through at this life, this physical life, okay, odds are I believe we're going to come back until we keep learning. So so reincarnation, right? If we do learn it, if we figure this out, which I believe Margaret did, I believe then we go to a higher frequency. So for right now, you and I are living in let's call it the frequency of light, which is one percent of all frequencies, mm-hmm. right? And so and so you know you, we know animals can hear and see stuff that we can't hear and see different frequencies. You know, we can turn on a different radio station right now. We can listen to love songs or talk or sports or whatever. Frequency, right? So I believe that if we live this right, when we take our last breath, if we, if we study, if we learn, if we pay attention, if we understand love and gratitude and compassion, then, then we can go to the next highest frequency where I believe we're not in an animal body anymore. We're in a light body. And I believe we don't communicate the way you and I are communicating, but we communicate telepathically. So if you can read my mind and I can read your mind, guess what? No drama, no BS, no, you know, it's just <laughs> really? pure no love and community, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and here's the beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. For everybody out there thinking I'm crazy and full of it, okay, Deepak Chopra wrote a beautiful book, and in it he said, this was his philosophy, and I just gave you my philosophy. So, it, you know, I'm a car salesman. Keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, but he's what he said. Whatever you believe your afterlife experience is going to be, that's what it's going to be. And that kind of ties yeah. into the creation frequency law of attraction, right? So, so be careful what you believe and what you think is going to happen when you get out of this body. Yeah. You know, and I often felt that the reason, at least initially, that uh, the experience afterlife is something familiar to our uh, beliefs is that, you know, <laughs> the spirit, 
is kind of easing it back in. You know, it's kind of let's yeah. ease into this. We're not going to kind of throw out yeah. the whole, you know, you know, religion. Yeah. This is just a, a small fraction. So, but I think, you know, in addition to being a um, you know, an attraction kind of thing, that I also think it's a uh, just a, a, an ease of transition. You know, and because it's yeah. Yeah. things things are different. You know, uh, it would be different vibrations. Yeah. So now, and you know, and I. You know, throughout the show, you kind of met reference, you know, about you being a car salesman. And I think, yeah. you know, that um, the uh, the reason, one of the reasons, you know, that your story is so wonderful is because there are, you know, people who um, wrongly probably, you know, associated with a car salesman as being, you know, fast-talking, <laughs> deal-making. You know, I right, mean, right. there's, right. yeah, I mean... But but the thing is is that it's you know through your personal experience, your world your view view has changed your view of this life yeah. and and what's important and what's after and and yeah. so that I think that anybody else who maybe had your your before views, you know, and then see your after views, you know, can see a path for themselves. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and and you know, and people can choose or not to choose to, to do, you know, to take the yeah. path, you know, whatever. But um, the idea is is that it's um, it's an option to to look forward to, you know, after the after the grief of you know of losing someone. Yeah, exactly. And let, let me say something too about because you know I'm not knocking car salesmen because I think we're the oh. we, we've we you know when I started selling cars in 1983 we were at the bottom of the barrel. Okay, now we're higher than Catholic priests, politicians, <laughs> you know, and we're we're moving up rapidly, and we're also the most heavily regulated business in the world. Okay, they can't wait to sue us and throw us in jail. So, and but I will say oh. that the reason I made it made made a lot of money as a car salesman. I had no education, started selling cars, and the reason I became a successful automobile dealer is because I was always honest. I, I was, I was, I always worked hard for the customer, always told the truth, and always did what was best for them. And I don't care what business you're in, if you do that, you will be successful. And that's my little business lesson for today. Yeah, well, that, that's true. You know, and right now. Right now, we're in a place where, you know, the the value um, of education, you know, higher level yeah. education yeah. versus yeah. technical education or, or you know trades, you know, and and how, um, you know, there each of those paths is, is honorable in its own way. If like yeah. you, they choose the path of being honest, <laughs> you know, and, and hard work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, so now, now that you've kind of gone through um, the, the first book, uh, is, is there going to be, you mentioned that uh, Margot left a lot of journals and and uh, mm. the, the blog. And so is there going yeah. to be a follow-up? Well, you know, to be honest with you, um, I, the, I, I've already written one book about death and how it's the greatest illusion. I don't know when that, that's going to publish, right? The other book I'd like to work okay. on is the stories of all the women that I met from the Love for Margot Foundation. My goodness, you oh. want to talk about amazing, beautiful souls, and you want to talk about unbelievable, tragic stories of um, just just 
the stuff you would not believe. So I, I would like to write that book, and I would also one day, and this would be a difficult book to do, but to go through her journals and go through her writings and, and just create some sort of maybe like a like just a very little short spiritual book of love and poems right. or something like that. So yeah, I, I would like that. I'm very fortunate yeah, that, that you know, you, you know, I was on your show three years ago, Creation Frequency. I'm very fortunate, you know, we quit promoting that book three years ago. It still continues to sell very well today. And we've created an online course, and I'd like to, uh, you know, make it available to your listeners. If they do me a favor, I'll do them a big favor, and uh, maybe we can have a little win-win here. There you go. What would that be? <laughs> Tell us. So, so here, here's, what I, here's what I will offer to your listeners, <clears throat> that – if you buy the Living in Color book and its Kindle is $9.99 and the paperback is $14.95, um, and, and it's worth every penny of that, you will love it. You'll be inspired, and, and it makes great Christmas gifts as well. And for anybody, if you want to know what people are going through when they have cancer, this book is going to show you. But more importantly, if you want to know what cancer treatment is like, you're going to see, you're going to see how devastating that is as well so it's a powerful book and then as being the caretaker you know if you're in that role is very powerful but if you buy that book and you email me proof of purchase at, at mike at mike murphy com, proof of purchase for living color mike at mike murphy com, i will email you um a promo code to take the creation frequency online course we we sell it for 197 dollars and believe me if, if you just follow the simple little instructions, it takes like five, six hours to complete the course. We have a free app. And, by the way, and, and if, you, if you're not going to buy Living Color and you don't want the course, just go to my YouTube channel. Go to Mike Murphy. Film, learn about the creation frequency because here's the deal, Robert, and you know this. We, everybody on planet Earth is practicing the law of attraction and manifestation principles today, every single day, because nothing comes into the physical world without an emotional desire and a mental thought. And so that's what it becomes physical, starts in the invisible world. And so all I'm doing with the creation frequency, and thank God for Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's, who's just making this work so profound and easy to understand and really help people. But, but basically all we're teaching you is to put your life in balance, six areas of your life, write an intention for each area because – and write it as if it already exists because there's no difference between imagination and reality. If you can imagine it, we can create it, okay? And then we use Theta Brainwave Music in the app, which is free at iTunes or Google Play, and it's embedded with Theta Brainwave Music. We give you a relaxation script. You put yourself in a little self-hypnotic trance. You record your intentions as if they already exist, and we teach you how to write them perfectly. And then you just listen every morning, every night. So we're getting through to your sub, we're getting into your subconscious mind, piercing the conscious mind through the self-hypnotic trance. We're reprogramming the subconscious mind. Your 50 trillion living conscious cells are hearing and feeling what you truly desire. But more importantly, the, the heart, the emotion is broadcasting that intention. The thoughts are broadcasting that intention. And now it goes out into the unseen world. You know, I'm in Medellin, Colombia. And I, you're probably in Southern California, I don't know, based on your number. But, but we're talking, right? We're, the, my words are going through the unseen world. So imagine what your intentions that are loaded with love and gratitude, okay, how much you can attract that way. So my point is this works, ladies and gentlemen. And if your life, if you're not living the life of your dreams and you're not hitting on all eight cylinders, please 
it's free. Go to my YouTube. Go to this. But if you want the course, buy the buy the book for ten bucks. Send me proof of purchase, Mike and Mike Murphy on Silver.com. And let me send you the course because what the course will do, it'll get you to really, really believe what I'm saying is true. Yeah, yeah, very much. Now, how, you know, how do does your knowledge of the creation frequency, how did that help in the, you know, uh, the, the 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 working with Margo, living with Margo through so, the, the the medical issues. I am so grateful you asked this question because you're a smart guy, right? Here's the truth of the matter. I learned the creation frequency in 1982. Okay, I had six intentions: one, to get remarried to my first wife and and be a father to my two year old daughter at the time. That took two years to manifest and come into my life. The other was to own my own business. That took four months. I owned my own restaurant. The other was to make ten thousand dollars a month. I've made as much as five hundred thousand dollars in a month. The other was to run a marathon. I, I, I got to twenty miles and I injured myself. The other was to own my own house. I owned my own house within three or four years of meeting the mystery man with no credit, no down payment, and that manifested itself. And the last one was to create a boys' home and do charitable work, contribution, right? So when, when I met Margo, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a $4 million house. I got four kids. I'm coaching Little League. I'm teaching Bible study. I, I'm making $2 million a year. I, my life is perfect. I've forgotten all about this stuff, okay? And Because, you know, Tony Robbins says, great, you know, when we're successful, we're a party, and when we're not, we ponder. And it wasn't until very late in the game I said, oh, my God, we got to start, we got to start creating some intentions here. And by that time, keep in mind, when she started, we weren't even married. And, we, you know, we were just mm-hmm. we were going to follow the medical doctor, right? So we followed their protocol until, in my right. opinion now, with hindsight, it was too late no matter what creation free. And, and, I, and, and, and more importantly, I, now with the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, I even have a – I'm even more – bigger believer in it than ever before and, and i'm using it more so to be honest with you you know that's one of the things i regret that i let her down is that, is that i didn't force this to happen well you know? yeah i mean but that's I, so that the important thing is the continued attention to yeah. the focus and the yeah okay well, Mike, this has really been a great time. I really enjoyed speaking with you again, and I look forward to our future conversations if, if I'm around <laughs> doing the show. But it's been 12 years, so there's a good chance that might be so. Um, but thank you for your time. I really, you know, the, the um, Living in Color is a is a wonderful tribute um, to Margot, and um, and it's uh, you know it really will be helpful for a lot of folks, especially a lot of people who have lost people within the last year unexpectedly you know that uh yes so any 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 closing words for for our listeners yeah no just uh robert i just want to say thank you to you for the the work that you're doing for the big heart that you have and thank you for having me on your show and if i can ever be a service to you i'm here Uh, that's great well thank you very much and and i look forward i i I believe we're connected on some social media and and people can join you on social media you know by going uh, to your website so thank you again mike thank you robert you're welcome again everyone today my special guest has been mike murphy we've been talking about his newest book living in color a story of love in sickness and in health 
Again, you can find out more by visiting his website, which is MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. And again, uh, do take um, advantage of his offer, um, if you're so inclined, um, to buy the book in living color. And um, uh, email to him, Mike at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com, the proof of purchase, and he'll give you a promo code for the the course, um, the Creative Frequency Online course. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit byteradio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. <laughs>